You know when growing up, you used to watch um, a boatload of kids' shows or something? Well, I mean, I remember growing up a lot of, watching a lot of kids' shows. I mean, I mean, you, you got shows like Avatar The Last Airbender, SpongeBob SquarePants, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Clifford the Big Red Dog. There's so many TV shows out there that you have heard or grew up watching. However, they have later been adapted into films. But there is one filmed adaptation that comes to my mind, and that will be that will be Thomas and the Magic Railroad, which is based off of Thomas the Tank Engine. Welcome to another episode of Kodo Cinema, the podcast show where I talk about movies. I'm your host, the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Kodo, a.k.a. Kodo Man. Well, you heard that right. I'm going to be talking about uh, Thomas and the Magic Railroad, the film. And this is not really a breakdown of the film. This is more of a behind-the-scenes story because Thomas and the Magic Railroad has become one of those films that has been talked about on the internet if you thought uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League was the talk of the town, well, long before that, you have Thomas and the Magic Railroad, which was uh, quite honestly one of the one of the few films that literally got the boot when it comes to um, film adaptations. Sure, there have been a few other film adaptations that came beforehand, but this one stirred a lot of attention, particularly on the internet. Well, for starters, um, well, for starters, um. Thomas, well, for starters, Thomas and the Magic Railroad is a 2000 children's fantasy adventure film written and directed by Brett Allcroft and produced by Allcroft as well. It is basically the first and only theatrical live-action animated Thomas and Friends film in the in the Thomas and Friends franchise. So, just to give a little brief, brief insight about about the film. Plus, I mean, it was also Plus, it was also based on the on the British children's book series, the Railway series, by Reverend W. Audrey, and its televised adaptation as well, Thomas and Friends, to which uh, Brit Alcroft did, and they also did an American TV series as well, Shining Time Station, which is something I barely heard about because. I remember growing up watching Thomas Thomas the Tank Engine, basically the first uh, five seasons, and I'm going to be honest with you, the first five seasons were my go-to growing up as a child because I remember uh, watching Thomas and Friends on, uh, vi- on the video cassette, basically the first five seasons, and, I, and the first thing that came to my mind is, well, the show. The show, basically, they use real, well, the train sets the train sets they use actual train sets for the series and i know later on later on in other seasons they use cgi but let's be fair the the first five seasons the original with the train sets were definitely my go-to 
And I'm pretty sure there were definitely a few other seasons after season five where they continued to use the train sets, but like late into later into in the 2010s they decided to transition to CGI, which is always something I question about. But but I don't know. I don't know about that. But anyway. But anyway. But anyway. After. But anyway. Prior to season season five of Thomas Thomas Tank Engine, the film filmmakers decided to make a movie about. About Thomas the Tank Engine called Thomas and the Magic Railroad. Now, I actually grew up watching Thomas and the Magic Railroad on, uh, I believe it was on DVD. It was on DVD, and it was it was a childhood memory. I thought, I thought, hey, seeing Thomas the Tank Engine on the big screen, or, or should I say, the small screen, even though it was released in theaters, was was really something, something to be something. And I remember as a as a, I remember watching it as a child. I mean, it was nostalgic enough <laughs> but the one thing I didn't realize especially when I got got older I noticed something is up with that film like like did the film hold up or not unfortunately unfortunately the film the film did not get a good reputation from many film critics nor uh, audiences who actually went to see this film so what went down so what went what went down with this film? Well, for starters, let's start at the beginning of uh, of the production. Plans for an original Thomas and Friends film started with Paramount Pictures, but were not carried through. Shortly after, Destination Films began funding the project, and production started in 1998. Okay, so they had a transition from different studios. Okay, filming took took place at Strasbourg Railroad in Pennsylvania, including Toronto, Canada, and on and on the Isle of Man. The film went under under extensive editing following poor test screenings, resulting in the removal of the majority of scenes featuring Doug Lennox's character P.T. Boomer. Wait, what? There's 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 actually a, supposed to be a character in this film? I mean, I I remember uh, I remember watching the film. You have Thomas the Tank Engine, Percy, James, Gordon, Edward. Oh wait, Ed, uh, Edward uh, was not in in this film, uh, and then. Toby, Harold, Diesel Ten. Oh boy, I remember seeing Diesel Ten. Diesel Ten was probably probably one of the scariest villains in this film. But PT Boomer, that really, that really got me questioned to like, was this film different or something? Were they actually gonna have like two different villains in this film? Well, from the behind the scenes, from the behind the scenes, it looks like that that was the original plan. Unfortunately, test screen audiences did not like it, so. So, so the character was the character was originally intended to be the story's primarily antagonist. So that got removed, and of course, and of course they had to recast several voice actors. Several voice actors? I mean, who? Dang. I mean, I remember. I mean, I mean, yeah, there were a lot of actors, but if I remember correctly, in the Thomas the Tank Engine series, like the earlier seasons, they actually the narrator was basically the voice of all the engines. Wasn't that really the point of the of the series? Don't they have like one narrator? Well, well, if if it helps, I remember um, I remember growing up, and and I didn't even know this was based on a British uh, or UK show. That they actually had, uh, that they actually had one narrator. But in the UK, the main narrator, w- w- 
the the main narrator in the show is named Michael Ange- ma- named Michael Angelus, who is who is probably one of the few recognizable narrators for uh, Thomas the Tank Engine, and he actually pl- voiced all the characters in the show in, in the show in the show when it was when it first aired in the UK, but in but in other countries like like the US, it was dubbed over by. Uh, by uh, George Carlin and Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin uh, was in Thomas and the Magic Railroad as Mr. Conductor, who actually played as the narrator in the edited version of Thomas and the Thomas and the Magic Railroad, which is pretty surprising because, like I said, I grew up watching watching Thomas Thomas the Tank Engine and seeing this movie, and I thought, hey, it's okay. I thought it was okay, but growing up, I was like. Oh boy, this film did get into a lot of trouble. So yeah, so with Michael Angelus, Michael Angelus was originally going to be in this film voicing James and Percy, but somehow he was recast. He was recasted because because the reason why the test test screen audiences thought Michael Angelus sounded too old. This got me questioning why. I mean, why is that? Why is that? I mean, is I mean, Michael Angelus will later go on to do more to do more more narration for the other seasons of Thomas and of Thomas Thomas and Friends. So why was he considered too old for this film? I mean, I I don't really get that. And of course, I feel like another another thing to also mention is uh, Australian voice actor Keith Scott originally voiced Diesel Ten as evidence in both the US and UK trailers, but somehow but somehow he was recast because test screen audiences claimed that his portrayal was too scary for young children. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Keith Scott was replaced in Thomas and the Magic Werewolf because he was too scary? Well Well, I don't know how to say I mean man, I don't know how to say this. If it's like it's like if, it's like if, the, if production of this film was way ahead of its time compared to, to, to today or something. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I mean, they even said the same thing to, about PT Boomer. Boomer. Test screen audiences Don Diesel Ten and PT Boomer were both scared. I remember watching Matilda on on TV and the the, the character you know the, you know the principal the main principal. The Trunchable from Matilda, starring Mara Wilson, who Mara Wilson also stars in Thomas and the Magic Werewolf. The Trunchable in that film is a lot is a lot it's scarier than than PT Boomer. And yes, Diesel Ten is also scary too. But but come on, I mean you, you can still have scary characters in in kids shows. I mean, there's probably a few kid adaptation films where they actually had a few scary characters. But oh man, oh boy, well, well, if there's anything I remember, they had to like they actually um, they actually use a bit of a New York accent on Diesel Ten's voice. So I mean, I remember hearing that. I mean, having a New York accent for Diesel Ten, that's probably something. <laughs> But uh, who 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 was it? Neil Crone Neil Crone Neil was was casted as Diesel Ten, replacing uh, Keith Scott. 
that was basically the thing about that was basically the recasting of that so basically there were several recasting of uh, of the of the act of the voice actors playing the uh, playing the different uh, trains and locomotives in Thomas and the Magic Railroad now um Story-wise, the story was originally going to be different, and from and from the uh, deleted scenes that were actually posted on the internet, it was it was a lot a lot had to focus on um, Burnett Stone and P.T. Boomer because those two, the, the 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 two human characters in this film, well, not the only human characters in this film, they they actually had a lot more had a lot more in common that to build up on the story because. Part of the story has to focus on finding the the find not only the magic railroad but also the lost ste- steam engine named Lady. Basically, La- Lady was the train was the train that was that was destroyed by uh, Diesel Ten. But somehow, PT Boomer wants to find Lady just to blow it up for scrap. And the fact is, PT Boomer does not believe in magic. But somehow Bernard Stone does. Uh, Bernard Stone's being played by Peter Fonda, by the way. Yeah, Ber- Bernard Stone believes in magic, but somehow P.T. Boomer does not believe in magic. Well, okay, Boomer. So you're saying you're not believing in magic, but somehow Bernard Stone does. So it looks like Bernard Stone has the right mind, while P.T. Boomer does not. But somehow... In in many scenes that were deleted, I mean, P.T. Boomer really wants to find the steam engine on Muffle Mountain. And it's really surprising, too, because I actually saw the deleted scenes online, and I was just blown out of my mind just, like, seeing... Just like seeing, just seeing the scenes that were not even included in the final cut. Plus, the original narrator for um for Thomas and the Magic Railroad was actually supposed to be was actually supposed to be Lily instead of Mr. Conductor. So so yeah, that was that was a difference right there. I mean, man, man, I thought I ju- mean, I thought just Justice League had had a lot of trouble. I mean, yeah, I know that one had a lot of trouble, but Thomas and Magic Railroad, that is a, that is another level of production trouble. I mean, another example I can definitely think of is the Lord of the Rings trilogies. Now, that those now those films got meddled by the studio, but at the same time, they were they were still successful. Maybe 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 the reason why because maybe they had too much material. Maybe they thought they wanted to trim it down just so they could keep the story flow, keep the story going. That could be the reason why, but for this one, maybe the reason why they edited Thomas and the Magic Road because maybe it had so much focus more on the humans rather than uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. That could be the reason why, but the the film still got a bad reputation because one, one because of the switching of the different voice actors because obviously enough the original voice actor for um. Actually, the original voice actor for Thomas w- was different, and and I think his name. What was it? What was it? Bellus. Bellus is the last name. I think it was John Bell. John Bellus, I believe. Yeah, John Bellus. It was John. John Bellus was originally gonna 
voiced Thomas the Tank Engine in this film. And John Bellis was a UK fireman and part-time taxi driver who worked on the film as the Isle of Man transportation coordinator and facilities manager, but received the role when he happened to pick up to be picked up by Brit Allcroft and the crew from the Isle of Man airport in July of 1999. But part of it was because John John Bellis did did some did some recordings to voice the character, and somehow Brit Allcroft thought, "This is it. This is the voice. This is the vo- I think I found my voice for Thomas. I mean, hey, she believes it, but somehow test screen audience thought uh, John Bellis sounded too old for Thomas." Although, to be fair, Bellas did receive his on-screen credit as tra- the transportation coordin- co- coordinator, and his vo- and and the fact that his voiceover still remains intact in the original UK trailer. So I guess it wasn't all bad, but still, oof, I I feel bad for John Bellas. Even John Bellas himself said he was gutted from the film, but still wished the filmmakers well. So I, I guess. Um, so I guess it wasn't all bad, but still, that's that's pretty rough to think. Like, some when you have like different voice actors who are trying to play characters, and yet they think test audiences think they sound too old. I mean, I mean, I want to imagine listening to a director's cut. Like, I, I it's kind of like I want to watch a director's cut, see what it would sound like. But we probably I don't know if we're gonna get to get that or not. But on on the soundtrack, they said the same thing about Michael An- by Michael Angelus for Percy and James, but he was recasted by two other voice actors as well, which is very su- which is very surprising too. Also, another fun fact: um, John Bell John Bellis was not the uh, only uh, actor who was up for the role to voice Thomas. Uh, to voice Thomas, the tank engine. Ewan McGregor and Bob Hoskins were also up for the role as well. I'm going to say that again. Ewan McGregor and Bob Hoskins. Actually, I can imagine Ewan McGregor voicing Thomas, the tank engine. I mean, I feel, I mean, while he is very well known for Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I can actually, I can actually, I can actually see that. Hearing Elon McGregor voicing Thomas the Tank Engine, I mean, I could possibly hear that. Bob Hoskins, though, I say it's debatable, but I actually would have loved to see Bob Hoskins voicing Diesel 10. Now, that would actually be a, a, a fan's cast dream come true. That actually would have been something that I can actually actually see. But... Um, but uh, even though we didn't, we did not get that, so that's that's okay. Somehow, um, somehow, um, Edward Edward Glenn was um, was the replacement actor for Thomas, and aside from Michael Angelo, is also getting the boot as well. Susan Roman and Linda Ballantine were also were also casted to voice Percy and James. And I already mentioned Neil Crone. Neil Crone would be in the final film voicing Diesel 10. And somehow, somehow this film was a bit of a mess as well. I mean, kind of think about it. I never would realize how, how different this film was. I mean, the film was going to be different. I mean... I mentioned about the test screen audience. They they thought Doug Lennox, 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 Lennox's character was scary. I mean, 
I watched the deleted scenes, and I will say this. P.T. Boomer is more more crazy than being scary. I I see him as a crazy crazy person than, than a scary person. I mean... I feel like there's a difference right I feel like there's a difference right there but I, I can't really I can't really explain explain enough about this I mean Jiminy crickets I mean this film was originally going to be different I mean different with the with the I mean can you imagine uh, Thomas and the Magic Railroad a director's cut can you imagine how different that film would have been if the film wasn't edited that much I mean I, I can I can imagine a different reception for that film. I mean, it probably won't be good, but probably better than than the theatrical cuts because with the um, the film going through extes- extensive film editing, following poor poor test results, it received overwhelmingly negative reviews from critics upon release, mainly from the UK, where Shining Time Station had not been broadcast. Criticism of the acting, plot, special special effects, and lack of fidelity to his source material. Now, that's that's something that I can actually understand. One, I didn't even realize there was actually another show called from a Brit Allcroft called Shining Time Station and that was also a kids show as well. I actually watched a few episodes of that. I think it was during my uh, I think it was during my second or third year when I was in uh, college or at EIU I should say Eastern Illinois University. I remember, I remember watching a few episodes and then where they um, where they, where they had a segment that featured Thomas the Tank Engine. That was really something because because I never knew because I never knew about about the connection right there. Maybe, maybe it was because I never seen Shining Titan Station when I was a kid. But other than that, other than that, um, yeah, you know it's bad enough when you don't when you when you do, when you don't when you have a show that connects to Tons the Tank Engine was never aired in the in the country where the OG show one, once was. Yeah, that's bad enough. Yeah. The acting, though, I will have to say this. I did not like the voice acting as much in this film. I mean, I feel like... I feel like, well, because of the the extensive editing, it really hurt the voice acting so much. I mean, I give credit to the voice actors who voiced these characters, whoever voiced Thomas the Tank Engine, Percy, James, Diesel 10, Toby, Gordon, Henry, Harold, Splatter, and Dodge, Diesel 10. I mean, I give them credit. I mean, I give them credit, but at the end of the day, they're just doing a job, but... The voice acting, the redubbing of the voice acting was not that good. I'm sorry to say this. In my opinion, maybe as an as, well, maybe when getting older, I can actually understand that why this film got a bad reputation. But when I was a kid, I didn't mind. I didn't really mind. I, I didn't mind. Also, I mean, but I also respect Peter Fonda, Alec Baldwin, and Mara Wilson for taking on taking on the roles in this film as well. I think in their way they did. I feel like in their way they tried to keep the film together, but with the extensive editing of some sorts, that did not go well. I mean, I will say this: I still, I still, I still like Alec Baldwin's uh, portrayal of Mr. Conductor as well, or the narrator. I should also say. I mean, brings back childhood memories when he when he played that when he narrated Thomas the Tank Engine during its uh, during during his earlier seasons along with George Carlin. Even though I actually would would be surprised. 
I, I, I actually, I actually would, I actually wouldn't mind. I actually would love to see if see George Collin play, um, play a character in this film. I mean, I wish that was an idea, but, um, but I don't think, but that probably would not, that probably would not happen because I, I don't think the filmmakers had that in mind. I don't think the filmmakers had that in mind when they were, when they were making Thomas and the Magic Railroad. I was, and I was, I will, I will also say, seeing Mara Wilson in this film as, as, as Lily Stone. I mean, I will say this brings back childhood memories because um, she was easily one of the few child actors in uh, in the 1990s. I mean, she played she played Matilda and played the the young daughter in Mrs. Doubtfire with Robin Williams. I still remember I still remember those films. I even remember I still remember Thomas and the Magic Railroad featuring Marl Wilson, Alec Baldwin, and Peter Fonda. That's actually what I remember watching when growing up. But I would like to imagine how how different that film was if it wasn't if it wasn't meddled too much. Now maybe a little editing could go can go, but so but when you have so too much editing, yeah, I can actually understand. I could definitely understand why not a lot of people would enjoy this. But either way, either way, I mean, either way, maybe in my opinion, maybe in my opinion. Watching the theatrical cuts, it still brings back childhood memories. Maybe my reaction to it will be not as good when wa- watching Thomas and the Mag- Magic Railroad. But I will say this: it still brings back childhood memories. Growing up watching the show, but at the same time, but also at the same time, I, but at the same time, in my opinion, maybe a film that is so bad it's good because it's got it's got a nostalgic memory touch to it. So yeah, I mean that actually would be that actually is something, yeah. So I guess to close this all off. So what happened to Thomas and the Magic Railroad? Well, it got a bad reputation behind the scenes with extensive film film editing after poor test re- test screening results, removal of a, removal of a character while also recasting different voice actors to to uh, rework the vo- to rework the uh, to rework the lines, plus plus the CGI plus reworking um, the CGI. Well, actually, not reworking the CGI, but but also editing the film with uncompleted special effects of some sorts. So basically, you have a, a film that got derailed at the at when it first started. So yeah, I mean it's 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 really it's really it's it's a shame too because I I enjoyed watching Thomas and the Magic Railroad as a kid. I mean, it's, and it's also sad to hear like the older I get. The, the more I realized that this film was meant to be something else and I hope I hope I hope we get a director's cut too I mean I, I wouldn't mind seeing a director's cut of Thomas and the Magic Railroad but for now it the magic the magic of the director's cut is still is still up in the up in the air so what are your what are your thoughts of Thomas and the Magic Railroad have you seen the film did you grow up watching the film did you hear about how different this film is going to be? Well, feel free, feel free to let me know. I mean, what could possibly happen next? I mean, I mean, like, what's next? The Kodo Cinema Express? 
Thank you for tuning in to Kodo Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, a.k.a. Kodo Man. Remember to watch movies and stay... Wait, what? All aboard the Kodo Cinema Express! <laughs>